0: Welcome back to the Davis Fitness Method Podcast. You know it is Stephen Davis. So today I want to call this one the mobility paradox. And that's because so many people are in search of this elusive mobility. And I want to talk today about what exactly that actually is. And so first, what is mobility? Mobility Let's start with what it's not. It's not flexibility. And so flexibility is what we can do. Like if we were to sit on the floor and try to stretch and touch our toes, basically think of somebody who's completely capable of folding themselves into a box, right? Or if somebody else were to fold them into a box, that's flexibility. And it's not mobility because mobility is not just what your body does passively against gravity right it is what range we can actively control so i can have flexibility but not be able to control my body in that space versus if i can let's say um if i'm standing and i can ninja kick like straight up above my head my ability to pull my muscles into that space requires flexibility but it's not flexibility right so it gives me access to range, but then my ability to control myself through that range is a totally different thing. And so that's what we're actually going to talk about today. So when I ask you, what is mobility? What are some things that come to mind? For a lot of people, it's animal flows. They see somebody kind of crawling around on the floor doing some sexy panther type crawl. Sure yeah that that could be that could require mobility um, yoga, some yoga flows, controlled articular rotations, some FRC stuff all of these things are activities where you can access mobility but mobility is is not like a it's not a specific venture. Mobility is, what your body can do it would be like what is strength and trying to make strength one type of activity right you could be a power lifter. you could be a strong man you could be a bodybuilder you could be a football player you could be a sprinter and they all require strength right and to say that one is strong and the others are not um would they all require strength right and so now there are different levels of strength just as there are different levels of flexibility and there are different amount different amounts of mobility that people will have but that is not to say that these things don't they all require mobility so every endeavor requires mobility so the fact that we have specific activities in mind when we say mobility is just interesting. Okay. And a lot of these things, they maybe feel good because they take your body through positions that you wouldn't normally. And that's probably the more important thing is that we're moving into positions that aren't normally going untouched. And so those things don't have to be absent from a normal strength training routine, but these other avenues get more attention because they seem to be addressing a specific problem and that is that we're not able to get into certain positions regularly all right so we can all understand why that being able to get into different joint positions would be good and then we might see somebody and we might see them do something crazy um like some back bend or like they're able to put their you know head on their you know, but, or something, we, we tend to think, you know, well, if some mobility is good, then more mobility is better. And I'm going to say that that's not entirely true. And, um, just because there are certain things that certain joints that require mobility, and there are certain, uh, joints that would be better suited Uh, towards stability and it's not that we don't want them to move at all but let's think our SI joint Um, it moves maybe four degrees right so it's not designed to be inherently mobile per se Uh, whereas our shoulder uh, we want to be able to get 180 degrees of shoulder flexion and we want to be able to get you know probably like 30 degrees of extension maybe more um so there's a lot of of range there at that shoulder there's a lot of range at your hips we don't necessarily need a lot at like our lumbar spine uh and we don't necessarily need a lot at um like our 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 knees don't need to be doing a lot our hips do right so understanding what needs to be mobile and what needs to be stable then also plays a huge role into how we're going to go about structuring our training and and our goals um, so depending on the activity you might need more mobility but if you turn yourself into a Cirque du Soleil performer chances are you're not going to be a very good power lifter right because you actually want to be able to have a strong ability to centrate the joint and the more flexible or the more mobile you are likely the less force that we're actually going to be able to produce so there are some trade-offs right so beyond a certain point you know it might not be worth being able to squat more than 400 pounds because if you're a wide receiver in the NFL the the difference there is not going to be It it might even take away from your ability to uh, improve your sprint mechanics. Not that we're necessarily getting much faster, but what, what matters matters, and the amount of range that you have and the amount of range that you might lose in pursuit of a little bit more strength might not be worthwhile. Okay, so just some things to consider there. And then another thing, so a lot of people think mobility can reduce injuries. And so let's kind of break down how injuries even happen. And that's when the force applied is greater than the tissue's tolerance. That is to say that what's happening to the tissue, be it bone, ligament, uh, muscle, um, tendon, you name it, uh, its ability to tolerate that force is less than the force that's being applied to it so if i have a joint that can't go very far and there's uh, an amount of force kind of that pushes it more onto the passive structures we're likely going to see an injury anything that takes you outside of that range where your body has control or mobility is going to result in an injury so does that mean just because you are more mobile that you won't be injured i wouldn't say that that's the case and i would say that uh there's more things to consider when going through training than do i just have enough mobility to perform this exercise because what ends up happening a lot of the times is it's less, in the gym, in the gym setting, it's less likely that you didn't have enough mobility before and then you did something and then that's when you got hurt. It's that you adjusted your te- technique and placed force on tissue that doesn't normally get trained. So in an effort to, you know, bench more weight, you flared your elbows a bit more and now you tore your peck. And that's because you're trying to rely a bit more on leveraging some of the passive structures as opposed to just where you're strong or where the areas where you've trained those you traded for the passive structures and ended up becoming injured so that adjustment in technique is what injured you not your lack of mobility whereas if you'd always trained it in one position and continue to train it that way, it's not as likely that you'd become injured. And so you might say, Well, well, there's things I do all the time. Like, you know, bend over and tie my shoe. But one time I bent over, tied my shoe, the mailman was coming in and I sneezed and and then I was on my back and I couldn't move, right? Okay, so there are um (laughs) We can go down this rabbit hole, but there are positions that would make your the discs of your spine put them in a potentially compromised position and that's when we uh, flex laterally flex and uh, rotate the spine as that would put most of the pressures of the disc posteriorly and um, essentially puts puts a lot of pressure or fluid in those areas which would uh, make them more likely it puts them in a weaker position so that they're more likely to experience an injury not guaranteed just more likely so um you know what can be actually damaging to mobility actually before before we jump into that i want to talk about yes mobility can make it so that people end up reducing some potential for becoming injured, right? Because if you have access to more range, you have more trainable range versus you're only, to tra- you're only able to train in this stiff microscope of movements without um, uh, presenting an injury or presenting a greater possibility for injury just because m- more of those tissues would be less tolerant to forces. A lot of flexible people experience pain. And that's because they focus on purely flexibility and not their ability to resist force through certain planes. So they do a lot of stretching and they decide, you know, you know if, uh, if this is you, I'm sorry. But a lot of people who like to do a lot of the stretching also like to be outside in nature. So they go on hikes and then they realize as they're coming down the hill that their knees and their ankles hurt so much. And uh, that's because you don't have the strength to reduce uh, to resist force through your hip, and through your knee, and through your ankle. And so now the forces of your own weight, being propelled down a hill with uh, gravity, are too great for your joints. And so now it hurts. You might not be injured, but it hurts, right? Or the next day you feel some achiness after, and it is likely because. You do not have the strength in the appropriate areas, and this is why mobility is important. Mobility can be paired with strength and stability, right? So we need all of these things, not just mobility for mobility's sake. Now, we know that mobility is important. I'm not saying it is not important. I think a lot of people just get trapped in this idea of it hurts, I stretch it. And I think we need to understand what is likely causing this area to hurt is not most likely going to be fixed, fixed by more stretching or more animal flows. There might be a reduction um, in some temporary amount of pain and yes, movement is great, but I think. A lot of the the issues that people are experiencing when it comes to pain can be solved with appropriate exercise and rest depending on if it is actually tissue damage now if there are times where rest is appropriate i will say a good a good chunk of the time people rest when it is not necessary and then further exacerbate their issues. So if you you know your your knees a little sore you want to take the day off chances are especially if it's tendon tendons like tension um, it's probably not best to fully rest it right you want to keep it moving uh, the the idea that we're gonna uh, rice our way through it was it rest, ice, um, compression, elevate? Um, that's not, not the most effective nowadays. Uh, We've found that there are better strategies. Making sure that we are working through a tolerable range of pain, probably not something that would exceed a five out of ten. Or if there are growing amounts of pain, uh, we wouldn't want to, to push through something and cause further damage. But uh, when managed properly, we can make sure that we actually improve the body's ability to tolerate force and thus improve our tissue's tolerance. Okay? So what can be damaging to mobility? Lots of static postures. So think sitting for a long period of time, standing for a long period of time, laying down for a long period of time our bodies crave movement thus insert animal flow yoga you know what have you those are great so is resistance training so is running so is tennis so is whatever you want to do we just need to keep our bodies moving so if you want to sit sit for a bit stand for a bit kneel for a bit rotate through those postures try to get your spine moving twisting all of those things are going to keep you from becoming more and more stiff throughout the day or you know waking up one day and being like oh this one thing is really tight or notice my back is really tight that's less likely to happen if we keep things moving there are other things that can also lead to this tension and we'll jump into those but this static posture is definitely one of them. Okay. An inability to control your body's center of mass. Essentially, if your body feels like it's being pushed off a cliff, and I know you don't necessarily take inventory of this very often, but when I get people to focus on where the pressures in their feet are, where the pressures are in their back, where the, their lower back, their upper back, their neck, um, we'll often see that people have a forward projection of mass onto their toes so more of their weight is in their toes and not on their heels and then that leads to their pelvis being slightly rotated forward so there's increased pressures of the lower back which leads to their upper back being a bit compressed shoulder blades kind of pinched together I know people think they have these rounded shoulders but their net pinched together and then elevated not they're not forward they're just elevated they're retracted and elevated and then uh, a neck that's kind of craning all of these things that lead to your body being in a poor position to manage itself in space so things feel tight the hamstrings would feel tight because they're basically trying to keep you from falling over your low back feels tight because it's compressed Your neck feels tight because the shoulders are pinched back together. There's not much mobility at the shoulders. And we talked about earlier, we want mobility in those shoulders. All of these things are extremely important. And so, what we can do to improve our ability to handle our center of mass or create a better balance of our center of mass is learning to manage loads to help us create the appropriate positions. So, if we are somebody who tends to be on our toes we kind of want to do some things with our training that make us feel like it's going to pull us forward so that we instinctively react by leaning back example when you go if you're walking down a hill you don't just kind of go with that feeling of oh shit i'm going to go forward i'm going to lean forward and just roll down this hill you don't do that you kind of lean back you kind of get on your heels at least If you have a sense of, I don't want this to hurt, you end up kind of leaning back a little bit, getting a little bit on your heels. That way you can balance out your center of mass. Now, how would we do that in training? Because obviously we're not just going to have you train on a hill. Well, if we get loads out in front of us, so if we take a dumbbell and we're keeping it in front of us, that's going to have a, like, so like we're doing a squat. Instead of squatting with a bar on our back, Which would be like basically like you're already the person going down the hill and then just somebody pushing on your back you wouldn't want that so what we want to do is get the weight out in front of you so you could do a front squat i like for a lot of people who are starting starting goblet squats so hold that weight out in front of you and then you instinctively kind of lean back pull the rib cage down open up your upper back stack the bottoms of your ribs over the tops of your pelvis and then squat straight down you'll notice That you have a way better ability to squat deeper than if we were to stick a bar on your back right because before you were loading onto many of the passive structures tying up a lot of muscles uh for stability that should be used to help you get through greater ranges of motion and then when you free those up you squat better beautiful right now there's other things that you can do like um let's say like reaching exercises so if I was doing a cable fly versus a machine uh, pec fly which help us to open up our upper back things that help us to create the positions that we're looking for even though we might not necessarily be in a position to actually feel the difference in our center of mass but squatting with loads in front of us learning to Um, Counter those loads, but then also just creating positions that give us greater position sense. So, like this reaching to open my upper back, whereas a lot of my exercises are squeezing my back together. Like if I'm bench pressing and I'm rowing and I'm doing all these things, I'm focusing on this posterior compression. But in your case, you may already be compressed to the back and we don't want that. So, We want to get some things where we're we're reaching, maybe some things where we're twisting, learning how to handle our our weight forward and backward, side to side, and then rotation. A lot of people start on rotation too early. Okay. Other things that can be damaging to your mobility. Injuries. Duh. (laughs) I know. But if you get injured, what your body goes, oh, we've got to restrict how much this thing is moving. And you will get a sense of pain anytime that you do a thing that the injured thing does not like. So that's going to cause you to reduce that range of motion of that joint, which eventually will likely need to be restored, which is why I say when it is injured, try to continue moving it. Maybe at lower levels, you're not going to go back and do the exact thing that injured it, but at lower levels so that it can still keep some amount of its strength and mobility while it is healing okay next thing dehydration the dehydration just like jacks up everything dude you're you're you are mostly water so if we have less water in us less of the things that should go smoothly will go smoothly okay drink water get the appropriate electrolyte balance and maybe listen to my podcast with jessica isaacs where we talk a little bit about hydration if you are interested in that okay stress is a huge thing that can lead to uh, a decrease in our ability basically if there's threat to our system our body perceives there's threat to our system uh, it's going to make us feel a bit more restricted and tight um, because of elevated amounts of inflammation in the body This can also increase our sensitivity to pain, which would then reduce our range of motion because we feel like this thing, oh, it just feels a little tight today, it feels a little achy today, I don't wanna move it there. Um, So, and while it might not necessarily be something that actually restricts us, we just wanna be cognizant of that um, and seeing when we do need to make modifications and not pushing through things just because we feel they need to be pushed through. Um, anything that will increase stress, that is going to not be good for mobility. For example, like lack of sleep. Lack of sleep basically doesn't allow us to clear and restore our body. So it's we're going to have higher levels of cortisol, which are going to be basically um, higher, higher levels of inflammation and uh, less repair from previous damage. So, yeah, I'm um, probably going to be a little stiff that day, a little tight that day. Alcohol, stuff like that. Any of those things are going to... Build. I mean, something as silly as allergies for some could lead to lower levels of mobility because things feel stiff and tight, right? So, as uh, as we we're aging, we all age, right? When we're young it's really important to try to like grow strong get access to full ranges of motion because the old like if we are of an elevated age where we're not likely putting on much tissue at this age it's more important to preserve it in order to preserve mobility and autonomy into old age not saying that you can't make improvements as you age, especially if you start at a later later age. If you're just getting into training and you're, you know, 50, 60 years old, can you improve? Yeah, certainly. Uh, would you improve as much as if you're in your 20s? That doesn't matter because we can only focus on what you're doing now. And for those of, uh, for those of you that are younger, this should be you know really encouraging for you to be like okay i'm gonna set myself up for the long run and i'll experience the benefits now too which very rarely things where we invest in our futures pay off in the short term as well so this this particular thing if you're older and you're doing this it can be about trying to restore some old movement that we had uh, my like minus like if you've had major surgeries or something like that, that can limit our ability to access certain things. Um, but if you're still alive, you know there's a chance that we can improve the state of things in the way they are now. But if you've already been going for a while, it's really just about just trying to keep those things going. Because if you've been doing this for a really long time, chances are you've probably hit previous you know PRs you're moving the way that you want to be moving and now it's just a matter of keeping those things going but you don't need me to tell you that if you've already been doing it and uh, you're just now listening to this podcast for some reason but uh you're probably doing just fine and uh there is more that we could talk about in terms of mobility It's without jumping down too many different rabbit holes, this is kind of generally what I wanted to do was create an understanding about, you know, what mobility is, why it's important, you know, maybe a a couple of the misconceptions and what we should really be striving to do with our training. Those things are important and essentially like where to go from here is not more and more and more and more and more stretching it's you know the appropriate amount of making sure we have the adequate range of motion for the activities that we're trying to do and then strengthening those ranges so that we can best perform the exercises that we enjoy okay i hope you enjoyed this episode if you did please like it if you found it valuable share it with a friend and if you have any questions send them to me Stephen at Method.com. i'm happy to answer any of those on our q a's or if you have any guests that you might recommend us checking out i'd be happy to have them on just let me know who they are and uh we'll do that but thank you again for listening this long and i appreciate you being here each and every one of you and i uh, hope you have a great day you know i like you I like you. You're smart. And uh, have a good day.